So hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing Podcast. Um, I'm Adam and I'm joined today by Jess and Will, um, two of our esteemed podsters who uh, work in our uh, PR department and our content department, um, respectively. So yeah, welcome uh, Jess and Will. Hi. Hi. So um, today we're going to be doing a quick introduction, a quick talk about some of the key trends that um, we've noticed within the B2B marketing sphere. Some of the key trends um, and elements that we've noticed around uh, around race and leader, we think is worth sharing with yourselves. So um, to start off with, uh, Will is going to be introducing us to a couple that he's picked up. So uh, Will? Yeah, thanks. So I think what's quite interesting from a copywriting point of view and some of the stuff that is creeping into what we do for B2B marketing is kind of seeing what's worked um, with our B2C counterparts and having the confidence to really bring that into the B2B world because it can be done. There's this sort of traditional notion that B2B isn't as exciting because maybe HVAC systems aren't as sexy as like an iPhone, for example. But, <laughs> you know, we, we are cool. We we talk about things that really affect and change people's everyday lives. So one of the really big things is trying to inject that kind of humanity into B2B content. Um, you'll know, you'll have noticed years ago, um, most marketing for B2B stuff was very product centric. Um, you know, it was this air conditioner, this copywriter. And people don't want that. Today's audiences want to connect with the real people. So it's, it's showcasing those faces and those personalities behind brands. It's just a really good way to build trust and authenticity and it sort of humanizes your brand as well makes you more approachable and, and let's be honest it makes it makes the marketing itself um, a lot more interesting um, and I think along the same lines as well obviously B2C marketing has seen a lot of success with video shorts so we've seen on on YouTube shorts Instagram reels obviously TikTok as well but that's another thing that B2B back b2b brands can really tap into to create this kind of compelling shareable content it can be short it can be snappy it can be interesting and and most importantly it can be shareable as well hey, just on that one um you know one of the more interesting things from the strategic side is there is that there's there historically has been a thinking that b2b buyers they can only be reached at trade events and they can only be reached at these things and but actually, really, if you look at any B2B buyer, they're just a person like anyone else. They're just, you know, they're just a person. So we want to be reaching them where they are. And especially in a world with much more remote work, much more, uh, you know, far less people going to events and things like that. Being able to reach them when they are on YouTube or when they're on TikTok or when they're on Instagram, you're still reaching the right people. Um, you're just reaching them where they are as opposed to uh, as opposed to fighting for an audience that's not necessarily there. That's so true, and and the kind of n the nature of them, as you said, it's it's just perfect for grabbing those kind of busy professionals. Um, you know, a lot of the people we're talking to are busy, and we know that they're not reading every single email they get and every word of it. Um, so I mean, it's uh, it's sad to say as a copywriter, I don't want to do myself out of a job, but essentially, people don't have time to read. Um, so we need to make it short and snappy and, and catch that attention. And and I think that kind of brings me on to one of the, one of the last trends I was I was looking at, and that's really quality over quantity. I think we've made a mistake in B two B 
in the past um, as we were kind of getting used to what the internet and social means for us of just we have to post all the time and obviously you have to keep your networks up to date you have to keep websites um, full of content but it shouldn't just be for the sake of it we have to post four times a week because otherwise it's going to be empty it it really has to add value um, and, and that doesn't mean you have to have to post less often it just means that you have to like you said everything has to have a purpose and really add value and that's something again that b2b can do and should have the confidence to do and as copywriters it's our job to make each of those posts interesting and relevant absolutely absolutely no and and that's one of the things it's you know we see so much terrible copy in the market um and, you know, one of the things that really has, has sort of captured everyone's attention recently has been around, um, you know, ChatGPT and HubSpot Content Assistant and, you know, Grammarly Go and all of these tools that are coming around who, yes, can technically write some copy for you, but they're enabling marketers to create lots of not great copy as opposed to, you know, less really high quality copy, which actually converts. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting to sort of see that shit. That's absolutely right, and and like you said, but one one thing that that can be useful. Uh, I sort of deliberately didn't mention AI, um, just because I think it's the trend of the year that everyone's been talking about. Um, but but they can be very useful copywriting assistants. Um, certainly, us at the marketing pod wouldn't use it to literally write our copy. But um, I think as as we discussed before, they they're good as sort of thought starters. Uh, to help with the research, that kind of thing. Um, so there, there is a way that I think um, the copywriter of the future doesn't have to worry necessarily about losing their job, but maybe if they don't know how to use these tools correctly, it will put them at a disadvantage. Yeah, and I, I think that's all I had for sort of the recent copywriting trends. But Jess, I know you've got a few things to say from the PR side of things, so I'll hand over to you. Oh, thanks, Will. Yeah, I mean, I think, PR and content, they, they do really go hand in hand with each other. And a lot of the points that you were making well about the volume of content that people are consuming, I read um, a stat that people are reading like 300 feet of content every day. So you think there's so much on people's phones that, as you say, they need to have short, snappy things that are going to strike their attention. And your point as well about, you know, quality over quantity, I think, you hit the nail on the head there, Will, where you just kind of say, you know, there can be that pressure for businesses to want to get things out quickly. And yes, the, the things that are time sensitive, but really having something that adds value that is offers a unique, you know, thought or opinion on a, a topical issue is actually a lot more valuable than just getting anything out online. Um, which brings me to my first sort of trend of PR is, um, about having data-driven stories. So it's always been something that we've seen, you know, in the BBC and, and things like that where they, they want hard facts to prove a story. But that's ever more prominent now with so much fake news going on. And recently in the news, there was a energy report um, that was actually pulled the other week because their facts were actually incorrect. So I think Tank Civitas published a report um, projecting the cost to get the UK to net zero. And they projected it to be about four and a half trillion 
and that was grossly overestimated and the report was pulled and now they have to go back and redo it. So obviously not a great piece of PR there for that think tank. So really the trend for PR is just make sure you have the data, make sure your facts are correct before you publish anything. Don't rush to the the finishing line because it won't serve you well in the long run. So yeah, so in a world where it's getting more and more tricky to um, obtain the sort of provenance of something to understand where it really came from, um, you know, we we live in a world now where AI can be generating content and facts and where, you know, images can, can be sort of morphed together from different images and pieces in there. It's becoming really, really important to check your facts on your marketing, but also check your internal facts. Um, you know, we see a lot of claims have made by uh, by businesses because they've taken a statistic that's been shared internally but not verified, um, and uh, and we've seen them becoming unstuck with it because obviously it turns out to not be true or maybe sort of be you know not entirely true. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, if you do end up putting something out there that you know was incorrect, or you know, if you find yourself in the firing line of a bit of bad press you know I know people say there's no such thing as bad press but that's a gray area but I think as long as as long as you've got a really effective communication plan in place if something like this does happen where you are um, caught out you know making sure that you you hold up your hands you own that mistake you highlight what went wrong and why it went wrong but more importantly how you're going to fix it Um, you know how what procedures are you going to put into place to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And also as well to come back, you know, a week, a month, a year down the line to demonstrate how you've made those improvements. So, you know, if as a business, as I say, if you do find yourself under criticism from the media or from a customer, even just a a negative review online, it's making sure you're addressing that in a timely manner and demonstrating how you're going to resolve that issue. That's what people want to see. It's you don't have to be perfect as a company, but you have to be demonstrating progress. And I think that's that's going to be the biggest trend in, in PR and um, it is accountability, authenticity, and showing that you're growing, you're developing, we're all figuring it out together. Um, so yeah, honesty is really the best policy there. So yeah, so that's all we've got time for this week. And, and thank you very much for both of you for, for joining today's podcast um and uh, yeah if you if you like our podcast if you enjoy the content you're hearing then please remember to uh, to subscribe using your favorite podcast app and uh, if you're in uh, one that supports it please leave us a review it's uh, it really does help the show so yeah so thanks everyone